0: Let's go! G'day and welcome back to Two Red Chairs. This is your host, Frank, as always. And this is episode 22 of the show. And this week we have on another Canadian. (laughs) We're going for the hat trick. We are here. It's a hat-trick ball. I have Max Goodwin all the way from Canada here to share a great story about trying to find a job as a designer, but also starting a business as a designer as a result of it. And it's an interesting conversation, and I'm glad Max put his hand up to be on the show because this is exactly why I started G'day Design Life, was that... When I I remember going back to when I was in university, it's over 10 years ago now, and there was no other pathway presented to us as students other than go get a job. Here's a portfolio that we're going to help you create. Here's a reference letter. Off you go. And there was no consideration of, yeah, you can go start your own business and and gain clients and, and be successful that way as well. It was never encouraged. So you're left with this a lot of the time an average portfolio by industry standards, and you put resume after resume out there to gain a you know employment in a design space. And I mentioned this in the episode that there are something like five thousand uh, design graduates, you know tertiary graduates in Australia alone, and there aren't five thousand. Junior to design level uh, jobs out there. So, what is everyone left to do? And it's because I, I really wish, you know, those kind of colleges and universities and even TAFE here in Australia would advise that you know you can start a business. And it has, I guess, that that's kind of changing of late. But yeah, it, it's kind of a disappointing reality for a lot of us that we have to then learn the business of design as well to realize that you can start a business. And max has done that He he's created a business while studying and has changed kind of industries of what he's done as a profession to now become a designer and he's a fantastic designer at that so this is my conversation with max i'll be back at the end of the chat we have to give you some details about where you can find him but uh, here's that chat with max goodwin max my friend how are you doing welcome to the two red chairs podcast can I get you first and foremost to introduce yourself to everybody listening?
1: Absolutely, Regan. Uh, Nice to be here. Uh, If you didn't hear already, I'm Max Goodwin. I run Max Goodwin Design Company. Uh, I'm a brand identity designer. I'm based out of uh, Edmonton, Alberta, Canada, and I am a recent graduate of a design program. I graduated in december 2019 and uh yeah it's been an interesting year had <laughs> a great year to start for yeah that and start a career
0: <laughs> what a year to do it i mean you, if, <laughs> foresight would be lovely hindsight's a, a kick in the guts obviously but you did it man I, mean, I think that's the biggest, you know, pat on the back for yourself and congratulations to you for doing so, because I think that's the biggest hurdle is, is starting, but starting in a pandemic, that's that's next level.
1: Yeah, definitely. <laughs>
0: um, interestingly, you are the third Canadian in a row now um, for this podcast, so <laughs> I'm going to have to find someone from a different country for the next episode. Who do I have next? I don't have a Canadian. Perfect. All right, we're good. <laughs> So it's the Canadian trios. Um, So Max, you're going to share a couple of kind of stories here that's shaped the way that you have become a designer and and what your, you know, design life journey has now become and, and shaped you. Um, Let's, let's start from scratch. I'm going to dive in with some questions as we go. Um, But tell us, you know, where are you going to start with this one?
1: Sure. Um, So previously, Uh, before I got into design I was uh, a bridge construction inspector so I was in civil engineering for about nine years and you know was disconnected and this kind of a thankless role I was in like a contract administration position which means you're in between the contractor and the owner and Uh, the middleman yeah uh, it's kind of a thankless job like you get a thank you about like 10 to 15 years down the road when there's no maintenance on a bridge. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's a long payoff. Yeah, definitely. So I kind of want to talk about maybe a bit how, um, you know, I'm a recent graduate and I've been on a job hunt for about a year now. And then I'll kind of transition to a bit of how I've been working as a freelancer as well. And uh, kind of a few, um, you know little stories that might help you if you're starting on freelancing too amazing um, cool um so I, like i said i graduated uh from the marbella design academy i studied abroad for th- three years uh that's out of spain wow and uh got home january 2020 kind of all bright-eyed and bushy tails ready to hit the, <laughs> the job yeah. market as a fresh graduate um you know, and as I quickly learned that landing your dream job right out of school is definitely not as easy as it seems, you know, especially with how 2020 has been playing out, it's been pure madness. Um, so graphic design, as we all know, it's a very broad spectrum, you know, having a focused portfolio right out of school can be difficult to do. And that's especially if you, you know, when you go to school, it's a wide range of, categories that you can go into the animation, branding, art, illustration, you know,
0: Yep. 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 all know too well. Yes.
1: Yeah. So, you know, the job market specifically has been extremely saturated right now. Some jobs getting up to 250 applicants, you know, and even entry level positions require that minimum three years of experience. Right. Yeah. I mean,
0: on that point, make sense of that I, I remember doing the exact same thing I put out 30 applications for a, a job out of fresh out of uni I mean I, I graduated like top of my class granted it wasn't like the best university in Sydney where I am but you know it's like what more do you want like do you want blood sweat and tears on it in a like a vase level of you know fluids or something do I have to sacrifice a lamb <laughs> <laughs> pretty much
1: <laughs> you might have to you know that might yeah, be helpful uh, um yeah for example like when i graduated from my engineering position i got a job within one month of graduating wow. you know yeah yeah so, Not a
0: saturated then.
1: <laughs> yeah so let's just fast forward a bit now let's say it's four months into it so this is about april of 2020 yep. i bet you i've applied to around 70 positions at this time and not one callback. So, you know, I'm kind of wondering, what the heck is going on here, right? Yeah. So, I had my resume, I broke it down, I wrote it out as plain Jane as I possibly could. I even filled out the fields in the Indeed resume template as perfectly as I could. It spits out a PDF file. And when I look at that PDF file, I realize that, what I'd been doing was wrong all along. Like this was just as straightforward as it could be. All left aligned, simple sections, vertically divided. And coming from design, you want to have this pretty looking resume that's nice formatted, that accentuates your design prowess. Don't do that. That will not get your hand. (laughs) I was hoping you'd say that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That is not going to get your hands in that, or your resume in the hands of hiring managers. Yeah. you know. So people applying to these jobs these days need to realize that their resume needs to be focused for ATS software, which is application tracking software. And it's kind of like it tracks keywords and um, it doesn't deal with uh, formatting. Interestingly, like you have to block your information as plainly as you possibly can. So basically since then i've probably sent out you know probably 50 to 70 more applications but what do you know i was finally getting email responses from the businesses it works yeah and so you know now i've had a few interviews like i've gone to the final rounds three times i've had one company that had one better candidate so be it one company that wasn't quite the right fit yeah. And one company that lowballed me so much that I had to turn them down, right? Uh... So it's it's completely fine. Like I'm sustaining and I kind of got my own business running now, so um I'm managing. But the I guess the main takeaway is like the job hunt is ruthless. It's unforgiving. You you know, you're generally on your own. But if you can have someone that can like read through your CV resume and cover letter and like keep it simply formatted, that will definitely, you know, help you at least get your resume looked at. Did you by
0: chance happen to engage with a recruiter at all?
1: I did not know. Okay.
0: All right. I'll give listeners a point of view from a recruiter. Like I I shied away from recruitment just because I didn't really know what exactly the process was. But now I do because I've worked with a couple of recruiters now as clients. And and the process is pretty simple where they're working for you. You're not paying them a dime. Um, You know, they're trying to put you at the best light possible. So you may as well pick up the phone or send an email to a recruiter that specializes in creative services if you're looking for a job because they will format that resume for you, most likely, or they'll help you, you know, guide you to do it if they don't specifically make the resume for you. But they'll put you in front of the right people, so kind of like a pre-interview to give them the right – and they'll have those connections of potentially those dream, you know – businesses that you want to work with because they have those ins with those kind of hiring managers Um, it's one thing that we just I think potentially as, as designers think that we need to kind of do it off our own bat we need to connect you know with the other designers that we want to work with but at the end of the day these bigger kind of agencies if it's ad agencies if it's design or marketing there's typically just an admin person that well not an admin person but a HR person that isn't the creative so <laughs> when you're creating like a uh, a resume that has like percentage graphs of how proficient you are with photoshop please do, do not do that. Don't do that um that is the biggest uh no no wank of all time yeah uh, yeah keep it like it's one of those things keep it simple stupid they're boring for a reason um to stand out like even in australia they don't recommend you even putting like a headshot or anything like that of yourself because then that stereotypes things and 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 takes you know inequality into consideration where you maybe you're a woman and they don't want to hire a woman you know it's like but why it's just you know that person's own sensibilities so yeah i I feel your pain (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i can so feel your pain and i only found a job out of happenstance out of some freelance work and stumbled into a full-time job yeah. and this is my biggest thing f- for wanting to you know start a design life was that i realized just in australia alone there are something like three to five thousand probably even more design graduates from now that's just from universities alone not, not reg- like disregarding private colleges um or diploma kind of things that aren't full you know university degrees 3 yep. to 5000 graduates there's not 3 to 5000 entry level design jobs and that's just in <laughs> australia like it's going to be the same in every single country if not more um exponentially more especially like in the states or canada or you know bigger populous countries i mean australia's not that huge in terms of population but yeah uh, that's why it's like business starting a business can be you know, achievable, especially for a creative. Um, yes. So,
1: yeah, I, I feel you, yeah. man. So, again, you know, like it's kind of like you got to look into Google and realize that, you know, a simple resume, as it traditionally might be, you need to, you know, work the system into your advantage, right? Exactly. Uh, so, that's kind of my job hunt story. And I'm very optimistic now because I feel like I'm actually getting callbacks and whatnot but aside from that i have been kind of running a bit of a design studio and freelancing since uh since my first semester at university so i started back in uh, june of 2017 nice. and, and uh you know i was kind of knowing in the back of my head that eventually i wanted to work on my own accord um so you know i had a bit of a friend network already um you know i'm 33 years old at this point now so same age same age too yeah 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 (laughs) like a day over 23. oh stop it (laughs) (laughs) um yeah so wanting to work on my own accord had kind of known that from the beginning and you know so i was hungry to learn and to get going on this so you know, I started taking on small clients, and it would be my friends with little of their own small businesses, right? Yep. Um, I know my first client was like five hundred dollars, and that was for um, a logo, a brand style guidelines, and a web page. And okay. <laughs> you know, that's it's five hundred bucks, and yeah, that's a great place to learn, right? Yeah, so, exactly. You know, for me, I'm thinking. You know, I don't really have a real understanding of how to run a design job. I don't know the ins and outs of branding you know i don't even know how to build a web page at this point like I, <laughs> you know you know like i learned from taking wix and then yep. um you know eventually i went on to to learn webflow and now it's a little bit more advanced and yeah well wow. and uh you know i i took Rand's webflow masterclass. i think you did as well yes i did i yeah. I, I still haven't completed it i gotta be honest <laughs> yeah i mean there's a bit of a learning curve there too right there um, is there is yeah but um yeah i had lots of time again through university to kind of pick that up and and try it out on a few projects as well Yeah, hey, nice yeah so continue on here uh yeah so first semester in school a friend with a sound production company so i built him a logo brand style guidelines webpage for 500 bucks I was instantly kind of hooked on helping people. Like it it felt good that, you know, how excited my friend wanted to get his new logo and a web page, and was so thankful. Right. Mm -hmm. So I, I kept kind of, uh, you know, reaching out to friends and being able to do a few more logos, a few more web pages, again, only charging 800 bucks, a thousand bucks. You know, it's all small businesses within my friend network. Yeah. Help you to help. And it helped me to understand how to service clients. So these projects would take one to two months of work, kind of scraping my knowledge and skills together to get the work done. Again, perfect for introductory work. Then the dream client landed in my lab. Mm. So, So my brother and his wife were opening a brewery with some friends back at home. And so I had kind of thought like, what a great experience uh, to be able to help a brewery with its branding with my three simple logo jobs and simple web page jobs. This is going to be not a problem at all, right? Yeah So what they had hired me specifically for was packaging design and a website. So they had already acquired a logo from 99 designs they did not have a brand manual and nor did they want one um yeah
0: i can i can can relate to that yep sure
1: (laughs) yeah so it was uh very challenging from the beginning like my process wasn't developed i had no idea how to facilitate between multiple owners i accepted very little payment for a big job but I did struggle through it for a long time to to actually deliver some results. You know, when, what had kind of happened was they, we kind of loosely said, you know, we got three breweries we kind of like, and if you don't mind like showing us some can designs, then we're kind of going to tailor the rest of it based on this aesthetic here, right? Yeah, yep. And and so what had happened is we went through design after design, after design, after design, after design, Uh, after after design, trying to find the right style for this beer labeling. And it was like, it was like shooting in the dark. You know, we were kind of wasting weeks of time trying to create designs without a real benchmark. Yep. You know, so I didn't really understand at all how important a refined process is and to have, that like discovery in the beginning to help clients understand who they are. Right. Yeah.
0: Can I ask you quickly Max? as well? What was that timeline? What did that look like in terms of all those revisions? Like are we talking a couple of months, six months, a year?
1: Yeah. It ended up being about five months.
0: Wow. Yeah.
1: Yeah. We started in August and then, uh, yeah, it was a pretty busy time in life too. Like I was, uh, Working, um, this would have been August 2018. Yep. And I was, uh, you know, working at a summer job back in Canada. Then I went back to school, so back to Spain, and then had to facilitate kind of the rest of it, um, you know, while I'm on off hours, not able yeah. to have the conversations as much. And, uh, oh, it's you know, we did, we did struggle through it. But, you know, it's your family and you just you just bear down and get it done. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So I guess what I my big key takeaway here is one, like follow a process like you've got to be able to go down and diagnose the client to understand who they are and not only understand who they are. It's just as much understanding who they're not. Right. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. And um, the second point, though number two is, is from those struggles and moments in life is that's kind of when you really learn, though, like, it doesn't matter how much information you get, or these online courses you take. Ideally, you'd like to be able to do a course. And then it's like, here's the process, step one, two, three, four. It's kind of when working with clients is how you find your process. Like if you don't have like good mentorship or someone above you, you're going to have these struggles and you've kind of just got to take it as a learning opportunity. Um, You know, for me, lucky enough, like I was able to do it with friends and with my family, but it might've been unfortunate, say, if I, one of these brewery clients landed on my lap. And then we ended up wasting four months, and everyone's mad, and they might sue you because they printed a bunch of things, right? Like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know. So you know, I think it, like you 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 are gonna struggle in the beginning and what and whatnot, especially if you haven't had like a done a design <laughs> job or had a mentorship before, right? Yeah. Um, Yeah. Like I, and I think another key thing is like most times you're just going to get asked, uh, for an output, right? Like most businesses underestimate the value of the actual process. Like sure. Yeah. 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 Like now, you know, I, I have a decent body of work. Um, you know, but still, it always seems that everyone always asks you for the little output. They say they need a logo, the end product, but, You know, honestly, all the value comes from the process and being able to lead the client to a clear and identifiable goal.
0: Yeah, I'm glad you said that, Max, because I I was reading in the last uh, couple of months and just finished it the other day is Seth Godin's newest book, The Practice. And he says that exact same thing. You know, we're not selling the end product, we're selling the process. That's where the value, you know, effectively is. Um, so I'm glad you brought that up because I think that's something that I'm trying to better frame in my own conversations with clients. And I know a lot of designers are starting to wake up and realize that, you know, we're not just the people that create that, you know, end result, that website, that logo, that, you know, photograph, whatever it kind of is and what it is you do um, to to <laughs> kind of have a, a client realize that that process is, and even there's other things to it, like your reputation and everything you've done precedingly to that engagement. But um, a process is a big thing. And if you can show your process in a lot of your kind of touch points, be it your own website with case studies or on Behance, um, in your social media content as well, how you go about approaching you know these jobs, even works in process, progress as you go, all this kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, there's a few things to kind of unpack in that, that experience of, of, of that brewery. Um, the first is, I mean, lucky, luckily for you, it was family. So there is a bit of leeway there, exactly. but even still, it, it, it still could have damaged a relationship because you're a... At the end of the day, you're there and you're expected to be there because it is family, yeah. um, and that can sour things very quickly. You can <laughs> you can harbour resentment with your family for a long extended period, and that's what you don't kind of want. So working with family, um, I and you want to obviously as well. There's another caveat to do to that too is you know you don't want to charge them full price because mm-hmm. you, you don't feel like you know it, it, they're family. You don't want to you know take their money and everything like that. Uh, I've fallen into that pitfall a few times with family i just want to help them and i think that's the biggest thing to bring up as well as designers we're so empathetic that we just want to help people and we get that bug and and you brought that up at the start of you know that story there where you just want to help people and you you get a high off that feeling when a client turns around to you and says i I really love what i've you know, got here, what you've made for me is perfect. This is amazing. And they've got, you know, the deal of a century because it was at that low paid rate, which yep. is okay for where you are at the moment. Like five hundred dollars for a logo at that stage is, is great. Like it's a it's an additional bonus to what it is you're studying at the moment. It yep. gives you some validation. And it's just that little bit of a reward there. Sure it could have been, you know, hundreds hundreds, if not thousands of dollars. But, you know, I think if you've Major piece with that, and that's okay. That's that's all part of that learning process too. So there's a key takeaway there, that you don't have to be charging, you know, right out of the gate, five thousand, ten thousand dollars, like you hear some designers now charging. It's like that that might have taken them months, years, you know, to get to that point, with a whole heap of other different things in place. Um, so to do freelancing at the same time as Doing a degree, especially overseas, uh, kudos to you, Max. <laughs> uh,
1: it was a, I lived in a little Spanish village. It was yep. you know my Spanish isn't perfect by any means, but I <laughs> <is> feet, mine. <laughs> <laughs> I got my feet busy, you know, getting to work when I was in school. Um, yeah, no, it's it's big.
0: Yeah. Uh, from every, everything going from trying to find a job to doing freelance on the side and that not, I mean, the question for you, I guess, Max is, do you want to keep doing, like, do you want to have a business as a full-time thing or do you want a job full-time?
1: Yeah. Um, like right now I, I think I am like, I am comfortable running branding jobs with, uh, you know, any client these days because I have, I've, you know, thank goodness for like the future and for you and for people that have these resources where you can, you know you if you have these failures then you can like instantly see where to correct them and move ahead with yourself right yeah um, you know currently i would like to pursue like a job or you know someone working at an agency just so i can kind of get a you know a better understanding of how the professional world works right sure yeah yeah you know, not saying that my work is subpar or anything now, but it did take a like, like a lot of struggle to to get to a spot where I can now like I you know I confidently charge like logo prices start at five thousand, and that's amazing. because the time needed to do it is is substantial, right? Yeah,
0: that's amazing. Yeah. I mean, that that's probably the fallback for you is to know that if you can't find that job that you're looking for as well, you have that tenacity to be able to generate a revenue. You have the skill set and the you know the belief to now, based on experience of having done, you know, so many freelance jobs, that you could do that and that's an option. And I think that's the biggest point for a lot of designers. And I'm sure most that are listening to this have probably gone down the freelance route already. But let's say you're at where Max was still in, in university or a design school, whatever it might be, and you're only thinking, and you've only ever been told by either the, your lecturers, teachers, parents, friends that getting a job's the only way after you know secondary, tertiary, tertiary, tertiary education. Um, it, it's totally not. Like in my degree, I was never told or even given the thought that I could go and start my own design business straight out of university. No, it was always here's your portfolio, here's a, you know, a referral kind of uh, reference letter from your lecturer to kind of be a testament to, you know, your application to your degree and how you uh, approach and apply your design um, process and all the rest of that kind of stuff, which was just totally unhelpful, (laughs) basically. Um, to either a recruiter or to a hiring manager or whoever it might be in an agency. Um, it was just basically pathetic. I look back at it now and go, what the hell was I thinking? Like That was just awful. Um, and no wonder I didn't get a job. And I, no wonder many in, in my cohort got a design job out of it as well. Yeah. There's very few that did. And it's such a sad reality is that you're not taught the real world of what design is of working in either an agency or having some business acumen to really understand, you know, that client side of things interacting with them, but then also running a business to make, you know, money to be sustainable and do what it is you love. Um, yeah. it, it's such an unfortunate thing. And it sounds like that's kind of like the route that you might've gone down is seen that, okay, I need to get this job here to get the experience I really got to say that if, if you don't end up getting that job, the experience that you are getting now, I think will, if far exceed the experience or it will at least get you there quicker than working in a job yeah. um, because there's only so much you can get out of those people that you work with. sure you can get a glimpse of what that kind of looks like, but I hazard a guess that you know what it's going to probably be like in your head. And each, each agency is going to be different about their, the way that they do their, you know, own processes, yeah. um, you know, even down to like the minute things of how they file, you know, their design files and, um, you know, present work to a client. Everyone's going to be different. So um, as I said, I hazard a guess that you probably know or have a good grasp on what it is you, you can do best. Yeah. Um, and that's not to say, uh, I'm not saying poo-poo the idea of getting a job. Um, I still think that you're going to get something out of it. Definitely. I mean, I worked in a you know in in house design job for seven years. Yeah. Um, it, it takes that time,
1: but you always have that fallback. Yeah. It's that is true. Were you working in like a branding agency or no? The-
0: I was working in television a, a agency production company. Um, it was making something far removed from, you know, what I do now, but it was still at its core. It ended up being basically branding. It was creating identities for TV shows, Mm -hmm. um, on the fly, like sometimes several a day. It it was crazy. Like in the space of seven years, I reckon I did about a hundred different identities a year and they were like pitching new kind of shows. They weren't actually shows that got on television or anything like that. But anyway, that's that's my story. I don't want to
1: <laughs> intrude like on this. You to that too one day, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I've given it in some places here and there, but um, that's the kind of the little uh, little teaser of that. Um, anyway, Max, I, I want to leave it there because we're keeping this podcast nice and short and sweet. Thank you so much for, for sharing those stories. I think a lot of people, especially me, like I, I can relate with all of that. Um, and I'm sure there's going to be others that listen to this that do. Um, so thanks very much how was this experience for you by the way of, of sharing that
1: um yeah like this is the first podcast i've been on so i was a little bit nervous at first and That's then okay. kind of sh- sharing the stories is uh it kind of helps you kind of realize where you came from and what you've been doing and and, okay. <laughs> and so I, I've, I've enjoyed it talking That's about well. this and good uh way, me and my brother we're on good terms We're, we're I love the people down at the brewery where, nice. where the, they have some of the best beer in Canada. Ooh, pretty good.
0: <laughs> nice one. So it all worked out in the end, yeah? Yeah, of course. Perfect, perfect. So I guess that gives you as you know, listeners listening to this podcast that what Max has done here today is something that I would love you to do as well on this podcast. So um, Max, thanks so much uh, for coming on this show and uh, look forward to speaking soon.
1: Absolutely. Thanks for having me.
0: Okay, I'm back. It's Frank, and that was my chat with Max Goodwin. There, there were so many different learning points there that I hope will help you if you're at a similar stage of where Max is, or you can even relate to where Max maybe was. You know, doing that job hunt, figuring out what resume gets looked at and what portfolio you know can get get that attention from employers, um, but then also realizing that you can start something on the side. You know, to build that you know experience and and overcome those challenges while you know either studying or just after while looking for a job to use as a backup. You know, you can always, as Max experienced, work with family and friends to begin with. Obviously, it's something that you don't want to be doing. You know, one hundred percent of the time as you grow your business, um, but it's that learning curve that you have. It's that starting point to to get out there and and overcome those obstacles. And realize whether or not you want to start your own business. So I hope that uh, chat was helpful, Um, and and I really want to thank Max again for coming on the show because I think it was a great story to share. To find him and give you know give your feedback to Max, you can find him on Instagram. I'm going to point you there now. It's Max Goodwin Design. So M A X G O O D W I N Design. You can find it in the show notes as well. But uh, hit him up. He's a fantastic guy. Again from canada a hey, canada i'm gonna have to find some more canadians but there's a gap there's a gap of no canadians in the next few episodes i guarantee you um, so until next time i will see you in the next episode